Good morning, fabulous, fine, amazing, awesome, exceptionally wonderful friends. Welcome to Monday. It is the Victorian lockdown edition today. And what I, well, it's day number three. And what a lockdown. And what I wanted to talk to you about was how excited I am. This is, this is a bit taboo. Um, I was really frustrated on Friday uh, when when the lockdown was announced. And I'm like, okay, fine, that's fine, whatever. Um, I was really frustrated. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. But what I'm really, really loving is my kids are home again. It's like, ooh, it's just, I, I really like it. It makes me very, very happy, actually. Um, good morning, Kate, again. How are you? One of the things, though, that I, a completely different story to lockdown, um, I just thought I would let you know that, you know, as much as that, what I'm frustrated about is that we live 600 kilometers away from Melbourne and, you know, I understand why it's happened, but just not being able to get out again is a bit frustrating. Uh, so, all of that stuff aside, what I thought I would share with you today is the fact that there is always another story to tell. So I thought I would let you know, at the moment, I'm running my Contentology program, which is a whole ton of fun. So what happens with Contentology, for those of you who don't know, is I, I've got a group of people who are working through at the moment, uh, working on posting every day on their Facebook pages, something that is a bit more personal, right? Not just about selling their stuff. And most people find this really hard or the thought of it really kind of hard to fathom because you're having to open up yourself. You want, you need to be vulnerable. You need to share some stories. And the, the I don't pre-create, I pre-create a lot of the prompts, which are usually one or two words. But what I don't do is I don't go in and then create the post that I'm going to use as an example. So if I, the, the word this morning, for example, was crossroads. And I have, I've had this word sitting in there for, you know, probably the last month while I was prepping for contentology. And usually I have got a bit of an inkling as to what I might talk about, what I might share. But I work really hard to not actually go ahead and go, oh yeah, I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to do this because I'm asking the people who are in there to listen to the prompt or read the prompt and then go and create something that that you know that they want to talk about that ties in with that particular prompt they don't get any sense of forewarning so i thought right well i want to you know be a part of this as well i kind of want to walk my talk and so i don't put a whole lot of thought behind what i'm going to talk about with that particular prompt so anyway this morning was crossroads and i've spoken a lot about my journey from corporate into business. And, you know, there's been many crossroads, let me tell you, along the way with all of that. And, and I thought, you know, I, I started creating this morning about six o'clock, started creating the, the text that I was going to use for the, for the people. And I was like, you know what, I just don't, I don't feel like telling this story again you know I don't feel like talking about the time where I you know yelled at the universe while I was in my car that there has to be a sign there has to be another way you know give me a fucking sign because this is not it uh you know I've, I've talked a lot about that I've talked a lot about drawing the line in the sand in my business and go fuck this shit if it's not fun I'm not doing it 
This is completely non-negotiable anymore. I've talked a lot about going, you know, I'm, I'm just going to show up as I am every day and, and do the things that are necessary. There's been most of those decisions and choices have come as a result of kind of getting to that point of being frustrated, pissed off, fed up with however it was that I was doing what I was doing and, and knowing that there was a better way for me to do things, but resisting the change because I was really, to be honest, deathly afraid of what the consequences of those choices might be. You know, I, I, t I tell these types of stories all the time. One of the stories though that I haven't told uh, very rarely actually have I talked about this is about when I fell pregnant with my first child at the age of 22. So I was a party girl. So I had, you know, the, the, the backstory is my high school boyfriend and I had been going out for, for more than a couple of years, not three years. And we broke up and the, the next guy that I started seeing kind of seriously we, we kind of hung out in this, uh, there was a group of four of us pretty much. And I had a blast, you know, party girl, going out Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights, um, you know, just having a lot of fun as you do between the ages perhaps 19 and 22. But then, you know, then the world tipped on its axis and I found out after a, a bit of a sprinkle that I was pregnant. And at the age of 22, I, I didn't have a big circle of friends, but no one my age had children. So I was the first one to be, and nobody that I had known of at that time had you know, in my circle of friends at the time, none of them had had the pregnancy scares, but that I knew about anyway. And so I was like, "Holy shit! I'm 22. I'm pregnant. What am I going to do? I had like my job. I had the most awfulest. Yeah, that's a word. I had the most awfulest boss at the time. I'd been off on uh like on extended leave, like medical sick leave pre." pre-finding out I was pregnant um, with migraines from the stress because of the stuff that was going on in the branch at the time. It's really awful. And I guess I'd, I'd kind of, there was, there was a, a small period of time where I was faced with a couple of really big decisions. One of them was I'd applied for a promotion essentially within the bank. So this is while I was working for the bank. I'd applied for a different job within the bank that was definitely a, an increase in salary um, sort of seen as a promotion, but not within the same, you know, it wasn't in branch land. It was in, the, in, a, in a different sort of part, like mortgage processing. And then there was also the, so there was that crossroad that I had to deal with. And I was offered two jobs. So I was offered the job within the bank and I was offered another job actually uh, with Telstra. And I had, so I'd had both of these job offers. And then at the same time, I'd found out that I was pregnant. I was like, fuck, <laughs> what does one do? So I examined all of the policies and, you know, I looked at how long you had to be employed with an organization before going on maternity leave and this, that, and the other. And in the meantime of all of this, I was in, I didn't realize it at the time, but I was in an abusive relationship. And although I hadn't gotten physical at that point, it was very emotionally and, and mentally abusive. And I, I'd kind of gotten to this moment where I'm like, okay, I'm faced with these big decisions. 
around going, all right, well, I can stay within the bank and go into that job and have the baby and then, you know, you know, go go on mat leave and come back and at least I'm, I'm on that salary. Or I can go to this, but if I don't take that, then I still have to do this. And then if I take this job outside of Telstra, you know, I don't know the organization. I don't know what the opportunities are in terms of, you know, moving around and whatever. Plus I'm going to be, plus I'm having this baby. And um, it was interesting because within the space of like this much amount of time, my whole world and the way that I viewed the world changed really very dramatically because it was it was never an option for me to not have this kid it was like right okay I'm pregnant right okay great I'm I'm in I'm all in I'm having this baby uh, I'm 22 I'm the only one that I know is gonna have a kid this is ridiculous uh what happened to my world oh, you know I should have been more careful all of this kind of stuff um but it was always a all right well I'm having the baby and this is just what's gonna happen and I guess for me, like I, I knew that I wanted to do the right thing. I've always, you know, if, if you if you go back and you think about what you wanted to do or what you wanted to be when you were growing up, I remember having conversations with people just saying, you know, I just want to be a mom. I just I just want to be a mom, and you know, I wasn't very. Uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, ambitious from a from a corporate perspective. I didn't apply to go to university because I didn't know what I wanted to do, and, and when I was in high school and and this kind of thing. And I guess for me, the decision and the choice was always well. I'm, I'm and everybody obviously makes their own choice based on their own circumstances. But for me, it was like, all right, well, I'm going to have this kid, and so I stopped partying, I stopped drinking, I stopped, you know, doing all the things that that goes along with um, you know, with going out nearly every weeknight. And, and I decided, right, well, okay, I'm going to be a mum, I'm going to be responsible, and bang, you know, everything really shifted and changed for me. It was a huge crossroad. Uh, in the end, I did take the job internally with the bank, and that was the, like, that was the best possible decision that I could have made, and I, I stayed in the bank for 12 years. So, you know, it wasn't like, hey, um, oh, well, it was a six-month period of time where I went and worked for another organization, which is actually where I met my husband, my now husband. Not that I was married before. I don't know why I said now husband. You know what I mean. Um, so I had like six months out, but other than that, I was I was with the bank for 12 years. And I suppose what I was thinking about this morning is it's like we get so used to, or I get so used to almost like regurgitating, for want of a better word, uh, the, the stories that I know that are always at the top and the front of mind. And yet this particular prompt today prompted a different story for me because it got me thinking about other moments in time where I faced this crossroad and had to face, you know, big kind of decisions around what I wanted, how I was going to do what it was that I was going to do, how I wanted to be perceived, how I wanted to show up, what I wanted to do in the world. And, and as a parent, not just as a, as an employee or, you know, as a, as a business owner now. So one of the things that's so, like that, that I hear all the time, so many people say to me is like, oh, you know, I don't, I don't know what stories to tell, or I don't know how it ties in or, you know, whatever the case might be, you guys, there, there's always another story that you can tell. Right? There's always other things rolling around in your in your head, in your brain, in your experience, in your life experience that you can talk about and that you can share. And they don't 
always have to have a direct correlation or relationship even with what it is that you're talking about in terms of business online. I mean, obviously I'm talking about finding out that I was pregnant and going, oh my God, you know, what am I going to do? Well, you know, I'm having the baby, but you know, what am I going to do? And all of that. You know, there, there are moments in your business where something can come out of, you know, left field. You're like, holy shit, you know, what am I going to do? Have, you, know, you face crossroads all the time. You have to make big decisions in your business all the time. Uh, and I mean, I can relate most of my stories and most of my experiences. I can turn into a business kind of metaphor because I've been doing it for years, but you don't have to do that. The reason it is so important for you to share stories is because it helps people to get to know you. It helps people to be able to relate to you. It helps people to see that you are someone who is not completely full of bullshit, who is not someone who is out there, you know, being a snake oil salesman uh, and, and all of the rest of it that comes along with that. And, you know, I, I've heard people say to me like fascinating interesting people say, oh my God, I'm so boring. I never have anything interesting to talk about and I don't have any good stories. And I have to say, that's bullshit. That is total horseshit. The thing that you, the reason that you think that it's boring or the reason that you might think that it's, you know, inconsequential to what it is that you're doing is because it's just like part of you, right? You, you don't know what anybody else is going to find inspiring or interesting or awesome or amazing or insightful or motivating or um, irritating. You know, it, it's we, we often get caught in our heads. We're thinking, well, I can't tell that story because it doesn't relate directly to business or I can't tell this story because it's too personal. And you know what? There are going to be some stories. There are going to be some things that you are not going to share. And you, and you probably shouldn't, actually. Uh, but there are going to be a lot of other things that you've got rolling around in your experience, in your life experience, your work experience, and, and everything else that you've done in your life and your world that you can draw upon and start talking about. But you can draw the boundaries around that, right? You don't have to share everything. And I, I kind of, um, I'm, I'm classically known as an oversharer. Um, typically because I'm just like, well, you know what, I'm, if I share almost everything and, you know, if I'm sharing it at this level, right, then this gives you permission to share even at this level. And, you know, I feel really vulnerable talking about this. I feel really vulnerable saying, you know what, I was 22, found out that I was pregnant, uh, was not married in an abusive relationship and going like, what the fuck am I going to do? Um, it's not something that's necessarily easy to talk about, but I, I think that sometimes it's necessary to, to talk about some of this stuff. And, and, you know, I'm happy to pave the way in, in that sense, I suppose, to say, you know what, if I can talk about this and, and release some of that stigma around some of it as well, by the way, the, it, it, it gives you guys permission to kind of go, all right, well, you know, I don't have that experience, but I've got this. And rather than sharing 100% of it, you might be okay sharing 40% of it. And sharing that 40%, sharing that heart, sharing that soul, sharing that emotion, sharing that experience, lets everybody else know out there who's watching you, who's worried about not being perfect, who's worried about not having all their shit together, that's worried about you know, how to do whatever it is that you're doing or help 
you know, it, it, it helps them to see that they don't have to be perfect or always have their shit together in order to get whatever it is that you're talking about. I trust that that makes sense. So you've always got more stories to share. You've always got more things that you can talk about. Always, always, always. Your job, in my opinion, is to go, all right, well, how can you share more of yourself online? Because what we know is that there are so many people out there painting the uh, painting the picture that uh, you know everything came to them on a silver platter, and I'm sure that there are some people out there that have had that experience, and I'm really glad for them. That's not been my experience, and it's actually not been the experience of most of my people either. You don't have to have had a you know a major trauma to be interesting. You know, you, the fact that you might have a quite vanilla childhood like I did might be the thing that, that helps you, your audience to kind of like resonate with you. It, it's completely up to you. The thing that I want to encourage you to remember, though, is that there are always more stories that you can tell. And sometimes the stories that, that come up as you're going along can be prompted from just one word. And like this morning, I said, crossroads. And I normally have got a whole plethora of stories I can tell. This one just happened to be a bit of a different one. Oh, thank you, Kate. That's very kind. Hey, Rebecca, good morning. Happy Monday. So on that note, share your stories. It doesn't always have to be business related. In fact, I would encourage you to maybe look at going for every, you know, five or six posts that you put up. Put up something personal so that people can see. It doesn't have to be deeply personal, but put up something personal that helps people to get to know you and, and see you as a real, a real live human being rather than just somebody on the internet that um, doesn't kind of seem real. And that will actually help you to stand out from the crowd, I promise you. It'll help cut through the noise. It'll help you to be seen. It'll help you to be heard. And actually, like I said, it gives people gives other people permission to be themselves as well. Now, of course, it goes without saying that if you want help with this, you can jump into Unpack Your Genius. We do start next Monday. But other than that, what I'd encourage you to do is get out there, go help some people, have a whole ton of fun doing it, and remember that the world is ready for your brand of awesome, and we need to hear your stories. It's actually really, really important. Have an amazing day. I'm going to go and wrangle my children and my homeschool, not my homeschooling duties, their homeschooling duties. What is going on? Have a great day, everyone. I'll see you tomorrow, if not before.